The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I'm going to do it first, Austin. Not even not even the intro. want to remind you about our friends at Homie. Finally, the way real estate should be. Full service, local agents, and you will save thousands. Homie, a better way to buy or sell. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. You know, Jake, we just heard a story from Lloyd during the break that... Uh, a great parent it, story. It, it, it just tells you that there's nothing like kids. I'll tell you what. There's just nothing like kids and the way they think and the things they do. It's something. Wow. Uh, we're going to hear kind of a highlight package from Mountain West Conference Media Day coming up here uh, in, in one moment. But uh, this this Texas and Oklahoma story to the SEC um, is uh, is the big story of the day. And real quick, just because this is somewhat timely, this stuff is, is just coming out as this story seems to become bigger and bigger. If you're just joining us, there was a report in the Houston Chronicle that uh, those two schools have reached out to the SEC about possibly joining that league. And uh, now we're seeing a variety of statements from from different uh, people involved. Uh, let's start with uh, real quick here. Let me let me find it. Where is it? Of course, uh, now when I want it, I can't find it. Oh, here we go. Oklahoma's statement on uh, this report. This is what Oklahoma said. Quote. The college athletics landscape is shifting constantly. We don't address every anonymous rumor, unquote, which is hilarious for a variety of reasons, because you're addressing the rumor now. <laughs> I mean, Good point. That's that's exactly what you're doing. And there. Uh, there are certain factors that prompt the shifting in college football. Right. Of which you may be a part. So and and by the way, that is that is as far from a denial <laughs> as you could possibly. Well, get. at least he's not lying. That's a confirmation. That was basically that was a <laughs> we're not not talking to the SEC. I'll tell you that. And then how about this? It's shifting. Now it we is. have a we have a statement from Oklahoma State, as if anybody even asked their opinion. <laughs> Here's what Oklahoma State had to say: "Quote." We have heard unconfirmed reports that OU and UT approached Southeastern Conference officials about joining the SEC. We are gathering information and will monitor closely. If true, we would be gravely disappointed. While we place a premium on history, loyalty, and trust, be assured we will aggressively defend and advance what is best for Oklahoma State and our strong athletic program, which continues to excel in the Big 12 and nationally, unquote. Anything about a lawsuit? Nope. You know what that is, though? That's hurt feelings, right? Yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, you're going to go ahead and and do your thing? You made a phone call without us? (laughs) We don't want you anymore anyway. That, that is, that right there is, I don't want to be in your stupid club. That's what that is. (laughs) I didn't want to play anyway. That, that is, that is the kindergartners, you know, the group of kindergartners that form like a club and, and the kids that don't get invited are like, oh, yeah. 
What do you want to join your stupid club? I'm going to make my own club. It's not quite to the level of the story that Lloyd told us during the break, but it's it's uh, edging in that direction. I just love that Oklahoma State released a statement. Well, people oh, no. are there is there is that connection between the two schools supposedly uh, that yeah, but, but one can't go without the other. So, but they, we've heard unconfirmed reports. You're basically confirming it by ma- by making a statement. <laughs> yeah, that's what Oklahoma and Oklahoma State basically just did by making a statement. You are, in a sense, as Austin said, confirming the legitimacy of the report. Anything from Texas yet? Uh, not that I've seen, although I will I will keep a sharp eye. Oklahoma State. This is going to get interesting because once that cat gets out of the bag, now there's damage being done. Well, the the, the uh, Cowboys are obviously hurt. <laughs> they, that they, was, that they was, issued a statement and nobody even asked them. <laughs> Basically saying that their feelings are hurt. <laughs> we, by say this, this sentence, we unlike others, place a premium on history, loyalty, and trust. But we'd go, too, if we were asked. <laughs> that's just that's just hurt feelings right there. That's, well, we are standing in honor, and we believe in <laughs> loyalty and trust. Mm-hmm. Now, if you would have included us in that phone call, we would, you know, not be complaining. Loyalty, so what loyalty? <laughs> All right, let's get to this. Uh, Austin has put this together nicely. This is uh, uh, several minutes of of highlights from coaches and Craig Thompson at Mountain West Conference Media Day. Let's go ahead and get to it. All right, joining us now, the commissioner of the Mountain West Conference, Craig Thompson, kind enough to carve out a few moments for us. If a team this year, uh, because there's various vaccination rates across across the conference, um, I guess my first question, if, if a player is not vaccinated, does he go, is he still applied to the normal testing rules? And if so, if a team misses a game because of COVID, is it a no contest or is that team saddled with a loss? It's going to be the first question. Um, you will be tested if you're not vaccinated, and it will be at the expense of the institution or the individual, not the conference. And two, yes, there will be in all likelihood a forfeit. We're, we're not quite there, but we had a good, robust conversation with our ADs. I know where that they're at. Uh, we'll continue that. Ultimately, uh, the board will determine. But I would suspect we are not going to reschedule. We are not going to cancel. Uh, that will be, and it won't be a no contest. It'll be a forfeiture. 1 o'clock, uh, Fox, FS1, you're not there at the whistle for kickoff. It's a forfeiture. Uh, Commissioner Thompson, have have you gotten some reports back from your individual universities on their vaccination rates? And and if so, could you not share the specific university, but some of the percentages you're hearing? Yeah, uh, encouraging. We're moving definitely in the right direction. We just did that last week at the behest behest of the uh, athletic directors. We have have seven institutions that are in that 80 to 90 percent. And uh, literally everybody is uh, is above 45 to 50 uh, in the 60 range. There, there's there's one institution that's lagging a little bit, but uh, we're very encouraged by the fact that uh, uh, people are getting this message. And I, when I talk to the football players tomorrow, I'm going to say, guys, I understand it. You're American. It's your God-given right. You choose. Vaccinate. Don't vaccinate. But if you do not vaccinate, there is a cause and effect. There will be consequences. You will test. You will contact trace. 
you know, the coaches were even talking to the point that, uh, uh, you know, I've got I've got this player who's not vaccinated. Maybe I'll run him with the threes and the fours because I don't know if he'll be good to go Saturday. Yeah. And I got a guy who's a half step slower and two inches shorter, but he's vaccinated, and I know he'll be able to play Saturday. So, son, jump up there and run with the ones and twos because you're on the plane. The only coach that's uh, dropped an easy E line in the uh, media day so far, Brent Brennan from San Jose State, kind enough to join us. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? We're doing well, doing well. Uh, by the way, um, I think, look, I call games for Utah State. I have a vested interest in, in them doing well, but I could not help but, and I think I, there are a lot of people like us that were all turning into big San Jose State fans last year. With what you guys were able to do and the turnaround with that program and the, the groundwork you built, to have it pay off the way that it did had to be really great for you and your staff. It was really special. It was special for those kids. They had been through a lot in the year. Um, you know, for our university just to kind of get to a moment where we're like, wow, football could be really fun here. It was really special. With the opportunity for a lot of those seniors to come back with that year of eligibility, are you getting most of your guys back, Coach? We are. We have a great group coming back. Really excited. You'll get, you'll be able to talk to a couple of them tomorrow. Uh, but really excited about, uh, you know, all these kids and, and, and the choice they made to come back and, and to be a part of it. Because I'm sure there are some people calling, too. Yeah, there's no doubt. And, and I think, uh, you know, obviously we're in a much different world right now than we were a year ago. But, uh, you know, you got the onset of the transfer portal and just how tricky that makes that. But uh, I, I think our coaches and our players have done a great job. We have a great vibe and, and brotherhood with our team. And I think that was what they wanted to be a part of. I got to imagine the message uh, on the vaccinations. You can't tell your kids to get vaccinated. I mean, you can't force them. But you also realize we talked to Craig Thompson and he said it's not official yet. But chances are, if you miss a game as a team, that's going to go as an L, not as a no contest. Yeah, that's right. And really what I've done with our team and what I believe is it's up to them. Whether they want to get it or not is their choice. And I got to worry about the health and, and kind of the ability for us to play good football. And we know what it looks like when we don't have people available, yeah. right? You know, so we do have the Arizona Bowl experience to point to like, hey, this wasn't so many p- positives. It was contact tracing that eliminated a third of our team or 25% of our team for the game. So that part of it is, um, you know, whatever they choose, I'll support it either way. No judgment. Just with it, it's going to come some consequences. Like you're going to have to wear a mask all the time. You have to get tested. You're going to have to, if you, you might get contact traced if you're, girlfriend gets COVID or someone, you know, where if you have the vaccine, you don't have to deal with that stuff. So I'm good either way. Is that kind of how the university and, and administrators approached you and your staff? Kind of the same, like, hey, here's this, this is your choice, but this is what you're going to go through if you don't get vaccinated. You know, there's been a lot of conversations that way. Um, it's been, you know, it's interesting. We've been on campus most of the time, but most of our campus has not come back to life yet, right? So we've been on campus, but our our faculty and our general student population hasn't repopulated yet. So um, there's been some there's been some of those conversations, um, but more has just been internal with our staff and like, okay, how do we want to handle this? And and I told the staff, like, I'm good either way. No judgment. I really don't. It's your choice. If you want to get it, great. If you don't, great. Like, I'm not going to care either way. Just know that we're going to have to deal with something going forward. 
And so guys are doing a good job figuring it out on their own. And like I said, I respect it. Todd Graham, coach of Hawaii, kind enough to join us. Coach, how are you? Doing good. How are you doing? We're doing well. I'm here in Vegas. Hans Olsen, my co-host, is back in Salt Lake City. But uh, uh, taking the job at the Islands, let's talk a little bit about what that transition and, and as, you've, as you've taken over this program and you continue to develop who these guys are and, and who this team is, how has this been for you? It's been great. You know, uh, I had a kind of a history, you know, when we were in the old WAC. At, at, yeah. I was head coach at University of Tulsa. We'd go out and play June Jones and Hawaii. Uh, Dick Tomey was a, a kind of a mentor to me, and uh, Dick used to just talk say great things about Hawaii. You know, and, and uh, you know, I, when I got there, I realized, though, that, that, that Dick and them only played three road games back in the day. So he had a right plan uh, as far as the, the travel and all that. But, uh, no, I've loved it. Uh, it's been a great fit for me. I think you got to fit a place, a very traditional, valued place. Uh, you know, and obviously that fits who I am. And, uh, you know, we our program's faith, family, and football. And uh, uh, so it's been a smooth transition. The kids have really bought into the culture, even though it's been a crazy 2020. Yeah. Uh, being a first-year coach in 2020 I at a place, not good. I can't imagine what that was like, though. It was To crazy. take over a program and then and then not have spring and not be able to do anything. No of that. practice, no training, no anything. I mean, you're out there truly. I mean, you're out there trying to get ready for games and, hey, number 37. I mean, it, it, you know, you, you don't even know their names. And especially for me, you know, for our, our whole philosophy is about relationship. And so that to me is this last year has taught me not to take that for granted. Getting to be a coach, getting to pour into young people and the time that we get to spend, spend with them is, is really special. And so we've really bonded. I think coming out of this thing, our, our football program I know is is very close. They, they've matured quite a bit, especially yeah. mentally. And, and so uh, I like our team. I mean, we, we, we've got talent. Uh, we've got, I think we've got, now we've got under our belt, they, we've got the introduced uh, our culture and the guys have really bought it. been a smooth transition. And, and, you know, the, the good news, uh, every day we'll have challenges and, and things that, that, that you face, you know, uh, whether it be financially or with the stadium and all those things. But the every day, man, at the end of the day, I sit and say, you know what? The great thing is, man, we've got great players and we've got an opportunity to, to really do some special things. So, you know, our program is going about competing for championships and, I mean, I really believe in this team. I really like this football team and the synergy in that locker room. 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, for one of our Twitter followers, we have a guy. Uh, I don't know his name. I don't know if I've ever met him, Hands. Do I, 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 you know if he's ever showed up in any of our remotes, Ben? I don't think so. No, I, I don't think we've ever met him. But, Coach, there is a – there is a. Uh, we have a Twitter follower. He, <laughs> he berates us every time. We do not talk about Wyoming enough. Um, and, and he held us to the fire. You better talk to Coach Bull this year. So here he is, the head coach at Wyoming. And we would have talked to him anyway because it's a great conversation. you got a great team. Craig Bull, kind enough to join us. Coach, how are you? Well, really good. And whoever that Twitter follower is, thanks for giving us some exposure out west. Yeah, <laughs> he's got your back for sure. All right. Hey, you've got a, you've got a team that I know – You've been building towards for mm-hmm. for quite some time. Uh, just what are your expectations for the squad, and and what can you what do you feel like this team can accomplish this well, year? Well, I think we can accomplish a lot, but I also know there's always a difference between having potential and producing. Uh, we are a very experienced team, uh, the deepest team that that I've had as a head football coach in my tenure, whether it be at uh, Wyoming or NDSU. Um, but with that, gives us great opportunity. And football is a game of numbers. You know, you've got to have depth. You're going to encourage 
incur some injuries. You know, I think, uh, you know, in an old Western uh, phrase that we've got some bullets in our guns, though. Yeah. As I look, I, I feel like we have some weapons. It'll be important that we stay healthy. Uh, certainly the, the, the conference that we play in is very challenging. But, uh, heck, I'm just excited to be in Vegas talking to you, doing some things that are normal. There's a different sheen on the, the moon, and it's time to get ready to play football. Talk to us a little bit about the uh, new regulation, the NCAA allowing an extra year of eligibility. How much is mm-hmm. that going to affect you this year, Coach? Well, you know, it's a big advantage for us this year. We we have not hardly had any attrition, and we had a significant number of what would be termed super seniors, particularly in the offensive line. And, you know, that's a place that's a man's game played by men, and to have those guys in the trenches that are older. Where, where it is going to come into somewhat of a challenge is next year the NCAA has not allowed you to expand your scholarship roster so we'll go back down to 85 but we're celebrating the the guys that we have this year we applaud their efforts last year going through COVID and playing Uh, we underachieved last year and it's time to set the record straight this next year Coach, always a pleasure. You Thanks bet. for joining us. You, you kept the heat off us on Twitter and uh, that means a lot. We appreciate <laughs> Who's it. Who's our Twitter guy? Stay with him and go Pokes. There you go. This is your chance to win tickets. Win. It's a win ticket Wednesday. Wednesday. Caller number 12 right now at 855-340-ZONE. And you'll win tickets right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. There it is. Win Ticket Wednesday. Be caller 12 right now, 855-340-ZONE. And we're doing a a couple of different things for uh, Win Ticket Wednesday. Uh, Caller 12, and uh, we're going to hook you up with, uh, uh, let's see here, tickets to Dirks Bentley as he brings his Beers on Me tour to USANA Amphitheater on August 13th with special guests Riley Green and Parker McCollum. Uh, Tickets uh, available now at LiveNation.com. Uh, of course, uh, that uh, that concert brought to you by uh, Live Nation. So we're going to do uh, the 12th caller for that. And then uh, what's uh, what's oh the 13th for Summer League? We're going to do Summer League tickets as well. Uh, NBA action back August 3rd, 4th, and 6th as the Salt Lake City Summer League returns to Vivint Arena. Lower bowl tickets start at just $12 to see the Jazz, Spurs, and Grizzlies compete. Visit slcsummerleague.com to lock down your seats today. So 12th caller, you're going to Dirk Bentley. 13th, you've got a four-pack of tickets to uh, the Salt Lake City Summer League. Sounds good to me. Stay tuned. We'll have more Big Show coming up next. We'll get back into the big college news uh, of the day and uh, the possible fallout from that. Stay tuned. Oh, actually, I take that back. We'll get to that coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, Mannix is going to be next. Usually Mannix is at 4. I'm used to that. Mannix is going to be coming up next, so stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Oh, yeah, I do need to wait. That's a good point. Got Andrew coming up. Gordon, I'm not doing so well this segment. I'm struggling. The struggle is real. (laughs) <laughs> it's okay. Jim. You know, simple things. Uh, let's let's now get out to the zone phone. Joining us from Wasatch Medical Clinic, he's our friend Andrew Reinhardt. Uh, Andrew, Jake almost left you standing uh, I, I at the did. bus stop. I, I tell you, I did, you know. Hey, if your love life feels like maybe you're standing at a bus stop, maybe uh, you just need a little help. That's where Wasatch Medical Clinic comes in, right, Andrew? That's right. We help guys get, uh, get going in the bedroom. Uh, if you're out there frustrated, maybe... You don't feel like you have erectile dysfunction, but it also isn't what it used to be. This technology that we're using, it's the most studied. It's backed by a Cambridge study, 
uh, it gentle pressure waves basically open up and regrow the blood vessels. It uh, improves circulation. And if you step back and think about it, erectile dysfunction is a blood flow problem. Not enough blood flow where you want it, when you want it. And that is what these treatments are clinically proven to do. The big attraction, of course, is guys don't have to take the pill. They get some on-demand function back and turn back the clock in the bedroom, which has a huge impact on the relationship, overall intimacy, and I believe overall sense of well-being as well. And, you know, I know you guys are excited about this. We talk about it a lot, but there's been a real a lot of great studies on it that folks can go to and see. You know, this, this works for a lot of guys. Yeah, if you click on uh, wasatchmedicalclinic.com, go to the science page, there's a month's worth of data. And these are triple-blind, placebo-controlled studies from the Journal of Sexual Medicine, several urology outfits, several universities. I don't think I've read one that says uh, this is unsafe or it has a low success rate. All of them are positive. All of them show clinical evidence that this improves blood flow. That is really cool. And I think this is the future. This will continue to develop, of course, but this is definitely the future of treating erectile dysfunction. 801-901-8000. That is the number to call. 801-901-8000. Get on the uh, schedule, talk to the doctor, and uh, usually a few other things for free. A lot for free. You can leave your wallet at home. There's no obligation with this. Uh, The exam and assessment with RMD is free. You get the popular gift that produces immediate results in the bedroom. That is worth the trip. And if you feel like you have a need for testosterone, a lot of guys do. Uh, With our patients, we do the blood work and the testosterone totally free. And that's a big value as well. Uh, So give us a call. It's all no charge. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys. Mannix joins the show. Coming up next, stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. In college at San Diego State, a guy texts in, my neighbors the U's thought about naming their son after Marshall Falk. Thought about it? Why didn't they do it? You're, you're not catching on, Dave. What's their last name? You're just oh, so Oh, yeah, you're right. Here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I was going for Marshall U. <laughs> no, no. Oh, I got it now. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> you're so freaking naive, Dave. This is why we love you. You're not exactly you. a street smart guy. <laughs> Marshall U's not that bad. No, no, no. I think it's more the last name. So you name. really like the Thunder and Herd, do you? Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show. Senior NBA writer for Sports Illustrated, Chris Mannix. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. It is the Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. Uh, let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. It's no mystery. Utah's in an extreme drought. That is why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation smartly. Find out more at smartrain.net. Joining us now, of course, our friend Chris Mannix. Hi, Chris. What's going on, guys? Hey, just wrapping up a really an exciting NBA Finals. I thought, uh, what do you think about it as a whole and the Bucks coming out as champs? I mean, it's it's all the NBA could have could have asked for, save for a potential Game Seven. You had you know highly competitive games, uh, two stars in Devin Booker and Giannis, young stars 
uh, playing like them, uh, Chris Paul trying to get his first championship. You know, a lot of people will be fixated on the ratings, which I know are down from two years ago. But, you know, I've often said to, to you guys as well, that the NBA really seeks this form of parity where you have the Milwaukee's and the Phoenixes in the finals. They, they crave NFL-style parity. So even if they take a ratings hit in the short term, they'll take it because while, you know, the – the super teams like Golden State or Cleveland even, and certainly Miami from back in the day, drive ratings in the finals. It, it sucks some of the energy out of conference playoffs when it's widely viewed that only one team uh, has a chance. So, you know, the NBA, whatever the numbers may be, uh, I can tell you they're happy with this outcome. What impressed you the most about what you saw out of the Bucks, uh, Chris? Because I got my own ideas. I thought their approach to the games were – I sensed maturity from the way they were playing and the way they were going about their business as opposed to the Suns who seemed to be complaining to the referees a lot. What did you make of the overall mental side of what you were seeing? Well, I agree, and it's not entirely unexpected. I mean, Milwaukee has – been through the fires in the last five years they've had first round exits they've had second round exits a couple years back they advanced to a conference finals and lost i mean you know very rarely do you see teams have ultimate success the first time they are involved in something like this this being a deep playoff run there's just a lot of things you have to learn on the fly i mean i go back to conversations i had with members of oklahoma city back in 2010 and and they often talk about that year being a learning experience when they were beat by the Lakers in the first round and just learning how to play championship basketball in the playoffs. You just have to take your lumps along the way. And Milwaukee was able to adjust because they've made deep playoff runs before. Phoenix, it's their first time in the playoffs in a decade. And while Chris Paul's made a lot of deep playoff runs, Devin Booker hasn't. DeAndre Ayton, who I thought looked really out of sorts in the finals, he hasn't. Um, you know, it, it's just there's, there's certain things you just can't teach. And Milwaukee had learned them, some of those lessons up until this point. And Phoenix uh, walks away from this with lessons of their own. So if Phoenix is fortunate enough to get back next year, I think they'll be a much better equipped team. You know, this it happened in the Jazz where they lost four consecutive games. And <clears throat> we've talked a lot on this show and we've asked you about it, Chris, what uh, the Jazz did or did not do adjustment-wise. Uh, to you know, give up four in a row. Let, uh, I'd ask you the same thing about Phoenix. What what happened? What adjustment did Milwaukee make? And what did Phoenix do or do not do uh, correctly or incorrectly to not or to react to it? <laughs> well, I think the biggest adjustment Milwaukee made was how they deployed Drew Holiday. Um, you know, whether it was the pressure that he put on Chris Paul, who I have the feeling we'll be hearing about something somewhat significant with Chris Paul injury-wise that, that he's been dealing with, um, you know, for the last uh, week or so, you know, at least last couple of weeks, I guess, of this series. I just get a feeling from, you know, watching him that that's, that could be coming. Uh, so Drew Holiday being a defensive menace on Paul, the way he played defensively on Devin Booker in spurts, he really was an impact player. So no matter how poorly he shot like he did in game six, his defense was just invaluable. And I think another variable in this series was – the loss of Dario Saric early on. I mean, you know, DeAndre Ayton had to play 45 minutes in Game 5. Game 3 had to play 39 minutes. I and mean, this is a guy that was used to playing in the mid-30s for most of, of these playoffs. And you might scoff and say, well, he's 22, whatever he is, years old, 23. 
Uh, he should be able to go big minutes. But in a final situation, when you're having to guard Giannis Tendacumpo, you know, five minutes could mean could be the difference between being fresh in the fourth quarter and not. So I think Sarr's going down, and for most of the series anyway, Monty Williams is having no faith in Frank Kaminsky. We saw him go to Kaminsky in game six, but that was by necessity with the foul trouble uh, to Aiden. Um, yeah, I think that really hurt DeAndre Aiden's ability to close games. A lot of people watching from here, Chris, uh, were could relate to what the Bucks were achieving uh, smaller market team, uh, cold weather spot, uh, not necessarily a destination in the NBA. And yet Giannis said he wanted to be there. He, he didn't want to go join a super team. That resonated with Jazz fans, I'm telling you. Well, I mean, it should, you know, because it's great for small markets to have your stars commit to them. And we should remember that, you know, even though Damian Lillard's going through what he is going through with Portland right now, you know, five years ago when he was Giannis's age, he was all in on the Portland Trailblazers uh, as well. So, you know, th- these instances happen where guys like Giannis and, 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 and Lillard and, you know, Donovan Mitchell now with, with Utah, they, they want to commit and they want to try to win there. And that's, that's great for the NBA. I mean, look, there's no asterisks on championships but not all championships are created equal. And I think Dirk Nowitzki would probably tell you that the one he won in Dallas uh, is a lot more valuable than maybe two or three could have won if he had decided to go somewhere else. And I think if this is the only championship Giannis wins, and you know, there's certainly a lot of potential to win multiple in the future, but if this, this is the only championship Giannis wins, uh, it, it's, I think it's going to stand as a lot more significant than one he could win by going to Miami or Toronto or L.A. or somebody else that might have recruited him next summer. Where is Chris Paul playing next year, Chris? What do you think? Well, as long as the Suns' ownership group doesn't screw it up, um, I think he'll be in Phoenix. You know, Chris Paul, you have to remember, you know, this wasn't like Oklahoma City just trading Chris Paul when they did a year ago. This was a partnership. They they. You know, Sam Presti, who does this a lot with veteran players, they worked hand-in-hand on Chris Paul's destination. And, you know, Chris wanted to be in Phoenix. He wanted to play for Monty Williams, who has history with going back to New Orleans. He wanted to play with Devin Booker, who he saw as being the star that really evolved this year. He liked the young talent headlined by DeAndre Ayton. He liked the proximity to Los Angeles, where he still keeps a home, where his family still lives. So, I, I don't get the sense Chris Paul wants to go anywhere, and why would he? I mean, like the Knicks are always going to be lurking out there as a possibility, but are you championship level with New York next season? Probably not. Um, so there's that. I just think he's got a good situation in Phoenix, and as long as there isn't a nickel and diming situation done by Suns ownership, um, I, I think something will get worked out to keep Chris Paul in Phoenix on some kind of three-year deal. You've seen a lot of basketball through the years in the finals, Chris. Uh, uh, does uh, what you saw out of uh, Giannis in uh, this particular clincher stand out to you as being particularly memorable? Oh, absolutely. Um, it, it's tough to put it on a list of, of what I've seen in the last 20 years. Honestly, like one of the great finals performances I ever saw was the series that the, the, the Cavaliers lost. I want to say it was 2017. That was Durant's first year with Golden State. And they lost in five games. But that was like the most competitive five-game series I've ever seen. And if not for incredible heroics by Durant in that series, you guys remember that, 
like the Cavs would have won. And they were doing it without, I think, was it without Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving, without both those guys in that series. And, you know, or, or maybe Kyrie was hurt. He was banged. I don't know. Something was going on there. But it was LeBron just controlling the series from start to finish. And I just remember walking away from that being like, they lost, but that was the best finals performance I've ever seen because of how good LeBron was with a team that was dramatically outgunned in that series by a bona fide super team in Golden State. What Giannis did, you know, is right up there on the Mount Rushmore of great finals performances that I've seen, capped off by, you know, making 17 free throws in your your, your last game was was remarkable. But uh, it's just hard to, to pick the one that's the best. So, Chris, this season, in my mind, for me, and I hosted Jazz uh, pre-half and post on, on our radio broadcast, so I'm here in this building for every single game. I mean, it will be very memorable going back to the preseason when this building was one of the few that actually allowed in, what, you know, hundreds of fans and then slowly turning on the faucet to having a full building by the time the playoffs rolled around. I mean, it's going to be very memorable, and I think the NBA deserves a lot of credit for, for navigating this season and getting in as many games and getting to a champion. But when they write the story about this season, Chris, uh, you know, how will it be remembered or what what will the story be? Well, I mean, it will it will be COVID for sure. And how that impacted the season. If you want to criticize anything the NBA did, it's not going into a bubble for the first half of the season, which I think they should have done. Still, even looking back, I mean, you you probably would have resolved a lot of issues in the pre-vaccination months by going into a bubble in the short term and then coming out and coming back into buildings as they were starting to allow fans uh, to enter them. But, you know, how they progressed, you know, with this season, how they navigated a lot of these minefields, eventually getting fans back in the building, kind of apexing with what we saw in Milwaukee with some 60,000 fans outside of the forum, 17,000 strong uh, inside. I mean, it, it really was just a great moment for the NBA to have, a Milwaukee team that hadn't won a championship in 50 years. Giannis, yeah, I don't know if he's the face of the NBA now. That's what a lot of people are branding him, but he's certainly uh, elevated his status as one of the all-time greats, winning a championship uh, there. It's, it, was, it was a happy ending, let's just say this, uh, for the NBA. And that's not something you could be sure of as this season started to roll along in January and February. The Bucks went through their difficult times getting to where they ended up last night. They added Drew Holiday, obviously. When you look at the Jazz and their situation, and we talked earlier about the comparisons, but if you're the Jazz, Chris, do you have to just tweak this thing, or do you have to look for some sort of major deal to make? No, I, I think tweaking is enough. Um, and, and that, you know, I don't consider re-signing Mike Conley tweaking. That's fundamental to what the Jazz have to do. I mean, he has to come back or else this thing this thing is going to take a massive step back. We've discussed that. But, you know, tweaking can mean, you know, using draft picks to acquire more bench help. Um, there's really not a lot of, of glaring weaknesses to this Jazz team. I mean, we saw last year Mitchell can be the guy to take over games in the fourth quarter. Rudy Gobert is still a dominant center. I don't, I don't look at that, you know, the Clippers are a bad matchup for Gobert. That's something they have to fix moving forward if they do want to face the Clippers down the line. But, you know, Gobert against a lot of teams, as we saw with DeAndre Ayton and look at Brooke Lopez in in uh, in, in Milwaukee, like, you know, big men still have a, a strong place on really good teams. I just think you you just need to nibble around the fringes a little bit if you're the Jazz and find guys that can, you know, more perimeter shooters, especially if you're going to be this 35-plus attempt three-point uh, team uh, every year, uh, more depth at key positions, and, 
and roll with it. I mean, last this season was disappointing the way it ended for Utah, but it, it doesn't say this team is fundamentally flawed. It says they just need to make some minor moves and 100% make sure you bring back Mike Conley. Chris, uh, thank you for coming on, uh, not only today, of course, but uh, throughout the entire season. We're, we're so lucky to have you as a, a voice once a week on this show and talking NBA with our listeners. So uh, we'll, we'll give you a little bit of a break for the off season, but uh, just want you to know uh, we appreciate everything you do for us and really appreciate you coming on. Thanks, Chris. Happy to do it, guys, always. All right. Thanks, Chris. That's our friend Chris Mannix, a senior NBA writer for Sports Illustrated. And I suppose we'll give Chris some time off. I mean, if he has to have it. I told him know. 10 days. So. Okay. Well, 10 might be put, dial that back to a week. Maybe. Well, summer <laughs> league's in 21. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> Less than that, yeah. Uh, but we are. We're, we're really lucky with our daily assist guests. I mean, they're, they're so Every good. Every one of them. Every one of them. Chris is is terrific, and and we are lucky to to have him on the show. So. I thought that was really interesting what he said at the end there about the Jazz. I mean, I know it was disappointing the way it all ended, but I agree with him. I don't think the Jazz are that far off. Got to resign Conley. He's right about that. Indeed. I uh, want to remind you about our friends at Davis Vision. Their summer LASIK sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses and save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call today 801-253-3080. That's Davis Vision. Not Sportsport coming up next. Oh, boy. You want to give us a tease? or It's going to be good. Oh. Don't, don't budge, man. Okay. Don't touch that <laughs> dial. Okay. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Top 60 and 60 is back on the Zone Sports Network. Get your college football fix every day at 1.30 as the Zone counts you down to the start of the 2021 season by listing off the top 60 players in the state of Utah as voted on by the local media. You'll also hear from the coaches as they talk about the players that will impact their season the most. It's the Top 60 and 60, weekdays at 1.30. Presented by Cypress Credit Union and Icon. On your home of the... The best college football coverage in Utah. 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Check this out. And now your not sports report on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Town, and I just broke down, spitting out smoke on the side. It's a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's time for the Nod Sports Board, brought to you by the Larry H. Miller Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles and inventory. Check them out online at LHMUsedCars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? We're going to Honolulu. Your favorite places. Austin's never been there, so we'll take them there via the Nod Sports Report. However, this is not a particularly Happy story, it but never let me, is. Let me let me ask you: Have you ever gone to great lengths to win a bet? Uh, no, have you not ever, really. Have you ever taken a bet and then done something really kind of dumb to win it? Not that I really can think of. You have you ever been on the bad side of a bet? Yeah, yeah, we did this thing called uh, everyday parlay, competing against Hans and Scotty, and they absolutely cheated us. <laughs> Magic Johnson is pound for pound the best point guard who ever lived. Wait, you're supposed to wash your underwear? Austin, you ain't been on the bad end of a bet? Yeah, yeah. What sure happened? Have. 
I have pierced nipples. Hi, guys. I got pierced nipples. <laughs> hey, guys. I got pierced nipples. Hey, guys. I got pierced nipples. Woohoo! Pierced nipples. The reason I bring that up is according to uh, federal prosecutors in Hawaii, former deputy city prosecutor Catherine Kealoha, hope I'm saying that right. Well, she won a bet, Jake, by taking a photo with a line of cocaine on her husband's desk. The problem there, well, the additional problem there, her husband happened to be the Honolulu police chief. This this sounds to me like somebody got busted doing cocaine and they... Came up with a stupid excuse like, well, it was a bet. <laughs> well, this this evidence came is coming. This revelation revelation came forth in a court case against her brother, who is mixed up in some sort of illegal uh, activity, allegedly. So she's already in jail. But it, this is new information that it, what would possess a deputy city prosecutor to engage in a bet whereby she would take a photo of herself with cocaine on the police chief's desk. Was it like a line of cocaine yes. or was it like confiscated? No, cocaine? it was a line of cocaine. I don't know. Is the dumbest person alive, maybe? <laughs> People really do dumb things. And she's in jail already because it was because of a corruption Shocking corruption uh, case uh, earlier. But anyway, I, I saw that and I thought, okay, there's about a thousand things wrong with this. What's the most illegal thing you've ever taken a uh, photo with, Gordon? Cocaine isn't cheap. <laughs> the, the it's expensive. <laughs> Got to make money. <laughs> something yep. Ill- illegal? Thanks, Tina. Yeah, something illegal. Have you ever taken a picture uh, of yourself with... Uh... The, clo- the, closest, the closest thing is my friend took a picture of me with the cannon that I uh, ignited uh, on my mom at the doorstep of our home. What's illegal about that? I don't, I don't know. Shooting your mom with a cannon? <laughs> Seems pretty illegal. Well, there wasn't a ball in the cannon, but it did make an awfully loud boom. Um, it's a cannon, man. Yeah. Why did you have a cannon? Isn't it, it illegal my, to own a cannon? It was my friend's cannon. <laughs> was he a Civil War reenactor? Was he <laughs> hauling a cannon around? I don't, I don't know, but it was a bad idea. Uh, speaking of cannons, we got Andrew. Uh, joining us now, Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Uh, hey, if you want to put a, you know, dial the. It, Near something else. If you want to dial back the clock, listen up. If you want to uh, perform like you did in your younger years in the bedroom, that's uh, Wasatch Medical Clinic is here for you. What's up, Andrew? Hey, oh, that's right. We hear that a lot. Guys tell us, hey, I'm 50 years old and I got back to function like in my 30s, or I'm 70 years old and got back to my 50s. We're talking about ED, erectile dysfunction. And this technology that has helped a lot of guys, not just in Utah, but all over the country and world, it, uh, with gentle pressure waves, opens up and regrows blood vessels. We're talking about improving the circulation, basically. And that is what 
erectile dysfunction is, it's really fun to talk to our patients. This happened to me just yesterday as they leave the clinic finishing their treatments almost like a different person. Um, it has a ripple effect on their life and happiness, certainly the relationship. And we have seen a lot of guys get rid of the pill and get back to normal in the bedroom. So it seems to me, if I'm reading you right, you're treating the problem. You're not treating the symptom. That's right. Finally, after 30 years of the pill, which doesn't fix anything, doesn't really treat anything. It just masks symptoms temporarily. This goes to the root cause, restricted blood flow, so that, you know, things flow where you want them, when you want them. 801-901-8000 is the number to call, and you're doing a lot for you today. We are. We've got the assessment and exam free. Uh, you get the gift that produces pretty powerful results in the bedroom. Guys really like that. It's no charge. And something really cool is if you feel like you need it, uh, we'll do the blood work and the testosterone for free, too. So that's really cool. We've got that aspect handled and the erectile dysfunction handled as well. 801-901-8000. That's the number. 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys. All right. We'll get into what's going on. Coming up right around the corner. Stay tuned. It's The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. David Log, play-by-play voice of the Utah Jazz. I find Giannis pretty lovable right now. I, I think I'm finding myself really hoping he gets this. And I think Jazz fans probably should, too. He stayed. You know, he showed loyalty to the smaller market. Like, that was the whole offseason a year ago was where was Giannis going to go? Miami, Dallas, Lakers. Everybody had positioned themselves to, to go make that move to be able to go get him. And he said no. So for him to win a title is a fabulous moment for, I think, all franchises. It sends a nice message to the players. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.